Rest easy knowing our expertly trained staff will help you choose the best mattress for you. As the largest beauty rest dealer in Northeast Wyoming, we have a terrific selection, but you'll want to shop soon. Apply for financing at carolsfurniture.com. See us on social media and shop our store at 340 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Sheridan Media's digital director, Julie Chadwick, has been named one of the top 20 digital directors in the country by Radio Inc. Magazine. But what does that mean for our advertisers? It means we have a digital division that's one of the best in the country right here in Sheridan. If you're looking to expand your digital budget or ready to make a change, let's talk about moving the needle with your marketing. Absolutely. Our plans are designed for small or large companies tailored to your goals and objectives. We can do short-term, long-term, even event marketing and we can pivot if we aren't seeing the results the best approach is always multimedia but let's see what fits your budget we're not about numbers we're about results your success is our priority give us an opportunity to show you how we've become one of the top 20 in the country call shared media let's chat about how we can tailor a marketing strategy that includes digital and helps you reach your business goals email sales at sharedmedia.com or call 672-7421 This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning I am joined by the mayor of Sheridan, Richard Bridger, and City Administrator Stuart McCray. Good morning, gentlemen, and welcome back to the show. Good morning, Floyd. Good morning, Floyd. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's great to see you. Yeah. Uh, last time you were here, you gave me a coin. That coin proudly sits uh, <laughs> up on my uh, up on my mantle. Me and my wife often talk about that and the history of coins within the military and how they're utilized. Uh, now here, Bob has got some coins for the anniversary of Sheridan Media that oh, he's cool, been passing cool. out. So the yeah. tradition carries on. Yeah. Now, we were talking just before the show about uh, the New Year's questions that I've been asking. Uh, the first thing I want to know, how was your New Year? Did you stay out or did you go out or stay in? Oh, no. We went to bed at 9. I yeah. <laughs> My wife and I were the same, Mr. Mayor. Oh, we, we went to bed, but I did make it to midnight. So, <laughs> so did we. Yep. Yeah. Just barely. <laughs> Just barely. Now, the question I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, what is one thing you should throw out this year? And this can be anything that you want. You know, I'm so literal. It's, I'm, I don't get ethereal at all. So I, if I had... Anything that I would throw out is just I have these stacks of old clothes that I have that I've held on to for one reason or the other, and I really don't know why. Yeah. And I have them in totes. Yeah. And I, and I think I just got to part ways with that kind of stuff and get rid of some clutter. Just take them down to Urban Thrift and say, yeah. it's yours now. Yeah, see what it, you can do. You know, a lot of people tell me that once they do it, they feel so much better. I've got a friend. He's a minimalist, which means he lives with bare minimum. And he says it just, it really simplified his life when he took that, that step. And it hurt at first, but then you realize, well, I don't need that stuff. I just yeah. kind of keep it to keep it. How about you, sir? I, I'm the same way. You know, the older you get, the, the more you see the, the stuff that you hang on to as clutter. 
Yeah. And, you know, you only have to stay in like an Airbnb or a hotel room or something that's been nicely staged to appreciate that minimalist approach to things. And with the digital capability that we have today, there's, it's, there's so much that we can, you know, we can take a picture of something. We have a friend who was an organizer specialist when we lived in Hawaii and, uh, and, and she would just take, you know, take people and put everything out on a, on a thing and say, okay, if this is really important take a picture of it and then let's move on and, and let it be bless somebody else. And, uh-huh. you know, and it's just, it, and regifting things has become a big thing with us to, to, you know, use something that we have and, and let it go somewhere. So it means something. And then, then it, then you really haven't lost. You've invested. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but, uh, on that re-gifting idea, let it bless someone else. Uh, in my early 20s, I had some friends buy me a Lego Millennium Falcon. So I built it, pretty good-sized toy, and then it just sat on a shelf and gathered dust. So I picked it up one day, walked outside, group of kids just playing around. I said, uh, you come here. And he came running over, this little guy, maybe six or seven, and I just handed it to him. And I said, this is yours. And he looked at me and he said, is it stolen? And I said, no, <laughs> it's just yours, kiddo. Just, I don't even know the kid's name, never saw him again. Just take it and go. So I hope he had a lot of fun with that thing. Regifting, that's a yeah. great way to look at it. Let it bless someone else. That yeah. Millennium Falcon thing reminds me that I, got, I have a 3D puzzle of the Millennial Falcon that I have, and it's in my closet on a shelf, and I never got around to trying to put it together. So there you go. I think just, you should do that this year. I think you should put or, that together this a, year. Here, take it. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Resolution. There you go. Or go downtown yeah. and just pick out a kid. There you go, son. Yeah. And just let him go have some fun with that thing. Regifting and let someone else be blessed by it. That is a great way to look at things that you throw out. Now, we're going to go through some projects that have taken place this year throughout the entire city. And the first one that I know is on everybody's mind the Main Street Resurfacing and Utilities Project. I'll start with you, Mr. Mayor. You and I have had multiple conversations about this uh, while it was in progress, while it was happening. How do you feel it went looking over your shoulder? You know, I think overall it went really well. Um, It started out, like I said previously, it started out a little rough. They had to go back in and they didn't put some of the sewer lines and utility lines down deep enough. But once they got into a groove... um, they really moved along, and we had a nice long summer. So we actually we were supposed to do four blocks this year, but we actually got five blocks done. So hopefully we only have two blocks left next year. You get the same crew in. They get it whipped out. Hopefully we'd be done before rodeo. So that's kind of the goal. Yeah. Uh, Mr. McCray, that's one of those situations where as you're going, I'm sure that their speed increased uh, because it kind of just became the same thing next block, same thing next block. Would you agree with that assessment? Is oh, absolutely, that what absolutely. And and I've got to just say, you know, do a shout out to our partners with the YDOT. Um, they are great partners. Uh, Laura Dallas uh, was instrumental in having weekly meetings with the community, putting out and, and addressing issues as they came up. And it was just, you know, it's how we would want to see a project done. They did an excellent job and they'll do an excellent job next year too. You know, besides the project, um, I have to give kudos to the people of Sheridan because they, they made a point to go downtown. Yeah. Sean Parker, I talked to him from ST&T, does some analytic stuff, and he said that Main Street, they still had a lot of people going downtown and shopping downtown and supporting the local merchants. 
I know I went down there on as many times as I could if I could have something that I needed to buy downtown. Made a point to go downtown. Yeah. So. Uh, my wife and I did a, the majority of our Christmas shopping downtown. Uh, and another thing that we really liked is going down there and picking a new restaurant every day. You know, something new, something yeah. something great. And uh, ended up finding some really charming places that we, we hadn't yeah. uh, dined at before. Yeah, I got to throw one other thing in there since we're... Since we're complimenting a lot of people on this project, I got to throw out a, a shout out to Sage as well. Yeah, yeah. They they went and produced posters of the art that they had, and put those on that fence line, uh, and 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 made that you know the fence line become a uh, kind of an art museum. And then to throw on top of that, DSA went the next level. We've been doing this project of historical photos on Main Street, and we've got these brass discs in the in the uh, in the sidewalk. And DSA took and made posters up to highlight that and to emphasize that. And it was it just it just kind of made that fence instead of just being a barrier became something that people could it could be a destination. It was yeah. really neat. Something to go see downtown, yeah. and while you're there, do a little window shopping, or hey, maybe stop off to a store. Pick something up while you're there. Right. Now, uh, sir, was there anything as far as hurdles for the city when it came to this project that you can think of, something that we had to overcome? Well, again, I think it started out a little rough because um, they were just getting started in some of the plumbing that they had to go back in and basically redo it. But um, overall, I it, it's a big project, so you'll have those little things that happen on all projects where you got to overcome them. But I just think the, the the construction company did a great job. Um, our city guys did a great job over mon- monitoring. Sue mentioned that YDOT was there every day to make sure everything was going well. I know that like last week that they were there, I went down um, and actually walked the project with them and watched them do that last block, and they were on cruise control. I mean, they just had it down. Yeah. So they were just scooting right along. And hopefully if you get the same crew back, this next year, it's just like okay, let's just get this finished. And I talked to I talked to a couple of those folks that were on the crew, you know, uh, people who were guiding vehicles and and all that stuff. And I think that they're going to have a large portion of the team that they had last year on this next spring. And so uh, I think that the lessons they had are still going to be fresh in their mind. And and I think that they'll knock out those last two blocks as long as the weather cooperates. And it's supposed to be a little bit warmer. It's not at the moment, but it's right. supposed to be. Overall, a warmer winter and a, a little bit drier. So we could see a little bit earlier spring, and maybe they get this thing knocked out even earlier. And then the other nice thing is we installed some enough water or capacity so we can have fire flows. Yep. So if somebody wants to develop that second floor, that gives them that opportunity to go back in and have sprinklers because it's got to be sprinklered if you're going to do your upstairs. And so hopefully that creates a vibrancy of its own. So you have people that are living downtown. I mean, we have quite a few already, but you have just that many more to create that, that feel of what a main street should be. And with the housing crisis, the way it is, the more rooms, the better. Um, and I'm not blowing smoke when I say this, I went downtown one day nobody knows, you know, what I look like. And I didn't tell this individual who I was. He was climbing out of a piece of heavy machinery, and him and I sat there and had probably a 15-minute conversation over the entire project. Mm-hmm. Every question I asked, he knew an answer to. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty great. Uh, as someone who has led uh, a lot of individuals, your team needs to know the game plan. Uh, and right. these individuals really did know it going into this. Uh, I was actually quite surprised at his knowledge of not just what YDOT 
and their construction crew was doing, but what the city crew was doing as well. He knew his stuff. Yeah, and I think it also separates the personality of people out west from people, you know, like back east or something where they're just they're just open and honest and friendly and, and they're willing to engage. That's just the nature of the people who live and work out here. You Agreed. Know? So that's, that's one of the reasons why so many of us come out here. Agreed. Now, did the city learn any lessons that you would like to apply next year uh, that you can think of right off the top of your head, you know, where you were sitting there and you're like, okay, we learned this lesson. Let's go ahead and make sure that we apply it as we finish up with this project in the spring. I would say that, you know, we learned a lot of things along the way, like that art on the wall yeah, and, and those types of things, engaging businesses, the mayor instituted, um, and we ran it through council, uh, a, uh, a drawing for chamber bucks and chamber bucks has been such a good tool because the money stays in the community and, and, uh, and it's a way to reinvest money in the community. And, uh, and so the mayor did a drawing with that. So we've learned a lot of those lessons and I think that those will probably all be implemented again next year. And it was good that we had DDA and DSA, they partnered with us, you know? And so, um, I mean, DSA in the chamber, I should say, <laughs> but they, they partners with us and they did their own part to make sure people came downtown. It was really a group effort yeah. um, to get it all done and we'll just pick it up next year. And, and hopefully, like I said, we only got those two blocks left and we'll hit cruise control and before rodeo, we, if the weather turns out and everything works out, we'll be done. Yeah. And we'll get our two blocks and then Buffalo will, uh, have to bear down and, and get one of the largest construction projects that yeah, I've ever Buffalo heard started. Has a big one going They've on. got a good size one on the yeah, way. Yeah. Now, that's not the only thing happening. We have the landfill remediation project. Uh, I did a story on a landfill remediation project a number of years ago, so I have a general idea of what needs to take place. Would you uh, inform the public on just exactly what landfill remediation actually is? Yeah, so it goes back historically. In the past, we used to just put the trash into the ground. You know, you bury it down there. Well, trash of that sort often has chemicals that come out of it. Rainwater goes through it. It reacts to metals and anything in there, and you can have leach that comes out of that. And and we want to protect that from getting into our waterways. And so today, we basically require um, all trash at a, at a landfill to go into what I call a Ziploc bag. You know, we, we put a layer down at the bottom. It's really fascinating to watch this process go on. They put these layers in there. They seal them together. They're building a Ziploc bag. And, uh, and then when they're done, they put the trash on it, and then they cover it up. They seal the edges. And, and you know, you've got a daisy seal of trash, you know. Um, and um, so... But until that point, we still have this old stuff. So they put a lot of monitoring wells and stuff to check because it's the water that we're concerned about. So we got a report from the Department of Environmental Quality from the state. Uh, there's several reports. One is the natural nature and extent of, the, of any risk that they have, and then any final assessment of corrective measures and, and so forth. There's, there's four different reports that are available through the DEQ website or uh, if people request, they can come to the city. and We've got hard copies. We can make a PDF for them. Um, but they're online with the DEQ. Uh, it just takes a little bit of drill down. You go to the landfill, 
uh, obviously on their on their drop down menu, and then project reports, and you can find those reports there dealing with Sheridan. And uh, there should be no worries about this. We haven't discovered any um, any issues with it. This is really about being proactive to make sure that we have that if we start to see a trend, that we're catching it early on and mitigating it. So really, so our children don't end up finding something on down the line. Right. Yeah, because right now we're still within uh, proper levels, correct? Oh, we're well within proper levels. Oh, that's yeah, great to hear. Yeah, um, there's not there's not a whole lot, but uh, we are we are taking measures to ensure that we don't have over time that, that we're monitoring it to you know just like anybody who monitors health sees you know hey I see a trend going let's uh, let's intervene and that that's what we would be doing with this and that's why we have we have a number of wells drilled around. Uh, that so that uh, we don't have um, any kind of downstream receptors, as they call them, where the water would go into, are are continually monitored to make sure that they got good quality water coming into them. What amazes me is, as a layman, a guy that really doesn't pay attention to that, I, I go, okay, it's the dump. You go throw your trash into the right. dump and you're right. done. But there's a lot that goes into a landfill. And oh you're sealing, covering, and sealing, and covering, and monitoring, and doing reports, and the landfill is no small thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what always amazed me about it. They're they're they've become much more complicated than uh, uh, you know driving around and seeing the old draw with the, the old, old draw. cars yeah. and stuff. You <laughs> know, yeah. those are everywhere. Uh, I've seen them in in just about every town I've lived in. There's at least one old draw. It's got an old truck or a car halfway down the hill, and then a bunch of uh, old metal that was able right. to last thrown down it. And that used to be what the landfill is. I got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the North Heights water line replacement phase two project. We'll return with the mayor and city administrator right after this. Stick with us. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. You said I do. Now you need to visit and enter the new Sheridan Media Bridal Preview Sweepstakes on the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Not only will you find vendors to help make your wedding day even more special, you can register to win over $1,100 worth of prizes. This year's vendors include Once Upon a Story Boutique, Bombshell Catering, Legacy Diamond and Gems, Solitude Spa, Crossroads Health, Cottonwood Kitchen and Home, and Bomber Mountain Bus. Once again, the Wild Theater's Classic Western Film Festival takes you back to the days when you never punched a man who was chewing tobacco. Every Sunday in January, the Wild will feature an iconic Western film introduced by a local luminary. This Sunday, renowned stage actor, politician, and voice coach Aaron Linden will host Yellow Sky, starring Gregory Peck. Yellow Sky, tapped as the thinking person's Western, takes place in a ghost town with a gold mine, where the bandits are duped into digging for the gold by an old prospector and his daughter. Loyalties are tested. Gunsmoke ensues in the town of Yellow Sky. 
Join us this Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Wild Theater for a classic Western matinee on the big screen the way they were intended to be seen. Sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Tracy and Elizabeth Swanson, Isley Family Foundation, Kathy McNichol, Christine Gemp Love Foundation, True Built Builders, Stephanie's Purpose, Gene and Vicki Sterling, Jim and Angie Navarro, and O.W. Land and Cattle Company. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting and I am speaking with Mayor Rich Bridger and City Administrator Stuart McCray. Now in the first part of the show, we talked about the Main Street Resurfacing and Utilities Project, Landfill Remediation, and I promise you we're going to get to the North Heights Waterline Replacement Phase 2 project in just a moment. If you missed any of that discussion, you can find this show in its entirety at SheridanMedia.com under the Public Pulse tab a little bit later today. Now, continuing the project talk, let's let's speak about the North Heights Waterline Replacement Phase 2 project. This is the second part of a waterline replacement project, correct? Well, we're going to be, we, we just finished up Phase 2 Phase, oh, it's you a, just it's finished a, it. It's a three-phase project, and we're just uh, bidding for 2024 for the third and final phase to finish it out. Um, I'm certain that the people up in North Heights know if they've already had it because their roads all tore up, and, and you know, they've had the lines dug to put new lines down. Um, but there's there's one last piece. If you live in North Heights and you and your roads are still haven't been addressed, that's where they'll, they'll be addressed um, is in this next year. And then they're going to spend the next probably two years worth of all of our rotomill overlay pro- program to resurface those roads and, and address those as far as the money will take us. Now, when it comes to uh, uh, soil up there, was that really kind of the main problem that they told you was with this waterline, the acidic soil eating its way through pipe? or? I think it was just time. It's it's old pipe, you know, it's iron ductile pipe, I think, in most places, and they've got a lifespan. And it's just it was kinda like the same reason why we were addressing the pipe in, in Main Street that you know, YDOT was doing the Main Street project and we said, Let's take advantage of that and without having to redig it up, let's deal with the water issue. Yeah. And you know, it's just it's just a matter of, of management of, of pipelines and you know, when you have leaks here and there. It's kind of like a car, you know, when, when your car starts nickel and diming you too much, it's time to start thinking about a new car. And I think that's all that this was. And, and as everybody who's owned that junker knows that nickel and diming will, will drain a wallet pretty damn quick. It adds up. (laughs) All right. Now, continuing on the theme of city projects, let's talk about Kendrick park pool. Um, I myself have never been over to this pool. How really? large is this? Um, I don't know capacity-wise. It's, I think it's like 135,000 gallons the main pool will hold. Um, I'm really stretching it here, but it's like 80 feet by 40 feet. What is wrong pool. with the pool, sir? Well, it's old. <laughs> oh, is it just age? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was built in the 50s. And so we've done some renovations to it over the year, but the plumbing is still basically the same. So you go in there and, and you get everything ready to go and you throw the switch and you hope everything runs. A lot of times it doesn't. You got to dig stuff up and fix things that broke over the winter. Oh, I'm 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 losing you. I'm sorry. Oh, there you go, sir. Thank you. So yeah, it's just a, it's an age thing. Um, it was just time. We want to redo the bathhouse so that it's more ADA accessible and it's nicer a facility facility to use. Uh, the phase one of that would be just to fix the bathhouse. 
fix the main pool, put some terrace seating out there, and then we want to look at the other alternatives. Like, well, do you want to change the what? The, the waiting pool, the zero entry. Do you want to put in and still want a water slide? You know, all those questions. And then, of course, money drives a lot of that. Yeah. But um, the bottom line is that pool is uh, a feature for Sheridan. It was rated high as one of the things that people really like in the summer. They like taking their kids down there to swim. And um, it's if you go down there on a hot day, you it, it's packed because mm-hmm. people just enjoy it. And I don't think there's anywhere in Wyoming where – I could be outside at a, at a public pool swimming, look up and see buffalo and elk while I'm swimming. Yeah. So it's very nice, and it's a great venue for kids because they can swim, and then if they get tired of swimming for a while, they can go down and have ice cream at the ice cream stand. They can walk back up. It's a nice, safe environment. They can go back and swim again. And so it's much beloved by the community as a whole. And so that's where we're at. It's just you have to decide, do you want to fix it or get rid of it or what do you want to do? And people resoundingly said they wanted to fix it. And the city spoke. Yeah. And Floyd, I'll just add um, to that that, you know, it's, it's worth mentioning that many of these projects, including Main Street, the North Heights, Kendrick Park Pool, and many of the other projects that we're working on or intend to work on uh, are paid in a large part from the cap tax that, that the voters voted on. Um, yeah. That's that's a key. That's a key. Uh, it's a restricted fund that can only be used for projects, and so that's gone to a lot of these projects to in, improve the city. You know, when it comes to tax, uh, I would say it's probably the best used tax, not just in our community, but I see it in other communities throughout Wyoming as well. And I didn't really learn too much about this type of tax until I was over in Buffalo, and the way that cities utilize this is is efficient uh at least in my opinion and they from what i've seen at least in this municipality as well as that one over there they really do their best to make sure that this money is getting used for the best of as many people in the city as possible and one thing i've always appreciated about that tax is the use of it the proper use of it in my opinion anyway now uh, moving on down the line, did you have any opposition to uh, the Kendrick Park pool discussion? I know that uh, a number of years ago we were talking about something and someone brought it up. Should we even save it? Uh, did you get opposition that you can remember? Not a lot. I mean, uh, some of it was just like, well, why are you funding that when you aren't funding this kind of thing? But um, again, the people that enjoy that pool that have and then there's a lot of old timers like me. Unfortunately, I'm an old timer getting there. I used to swim in that darn pool. And yeah. so people have brought their kids to that pool for decades. And so it's just one of those items in the town that's been there and it's been a structure that people have enjoyed for decades. And um, they said, no, we want to keep it. We, we like it. So when we did that park survey study, um, two things rated really high as far as people, what they wanted to keep. One was the Kendrick Park pool. And one was the Kendrick Park ice cream stand. So that shows the kind of importance that those items have for the community as a whole. Yeah. And so I, I, I just really think that that pool in the summer serves a great purpose. And um, I'm glad we're looking at keeping it. And as far as the cap tax is concerned, we're very cognizant of that. That's the cap tax. So we use it for capital facility projects. And so over the years, people have supported that because that's what they see that we, we use that money for what we say we're going to use it for. 
Yeah. And so it's cap tax generally gets support, as supported as well. Now, let's talk about the 1135 Stream Restoration Project. Is this one of many, or is this a, 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 a single stream project? Uh, well, it's it's involved both uh, big goose and little goose uh, cricks there. So um, they're just they're really this is we're in the wrapping up phase, and this always makes me feel good because it uh, you know being an old army guy, um, we get we work with the Army Corps of Engineers, so I get a little bit of an army fix when they come into town and talk with us, and and you know it makes me feel good getting uh, to see that big red castle. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. I've got one on my I've got one on my bookshelf. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're in the last phase. Uh, they're just finishing up. We expect them to be finished up by this summer. They just couldn't get it because there's, there's really uh, the, the uh, environment has to be exactly right for them to be able to put these. Uh, they're putting this rip wrap. So you have this series of, of little kind of uh, drop downs in the water for fish to be able to, you know, have pools that they can go in and then jump up to the next pool and so forth. And they're building these so that it helps with the aquatic life. And, um, and so they just have a little bit left to do. It's, it's, uh, you know, so they cleaned up for the winter time, uh, opened up the, uh, opened up over, I'm talking about over on Dow, uh, and Val Vista, they opened up that, uh, sidewalk so that people can back up there. Cause they, they were really taking it over. It's kind of encroaching on the road there. And so they, we had them, we had them button up for the winter time cause they're not getting a lot done right in the winter time. And then when the springtime comes, they're going to finish this off, and then we'll be done with it. It's going to look really nice. And it's going to help a lot of fish. Uh, one thing I do remember, um, over in Buffalo, they had a, a big project when it came to kind of uh, having an engineer come in there and basically make pools and rocks so fish could survive these heat waves that would come at the end of the summer season. And that was always a big story. What's the fish kill? Because a lot of people don't know these fish need to find these pools that still get a little bit of aeration. And there are many, many fish that die in our streams every single year because that doesn't happen. So I imagine these these riprap's are probably gonna help that as well, aerate that water and keep fish fish die off down. Well there's more to it too. I mean through the whole confluence they've done things like boulder clusters and riffles so that they can create those pools. And so um, that's on both tributaries. But that particular tributary we're talking about now, in the past, it's just been a block because it was not, fish couldn't mitigate it. They couldn't go up and down. So this just creates that more natural flow where, where they can go up and down the, the stream as they would like. And so I, I think it's going to be a great benefit to the, to the environment as a whole. Moving on down the line, another water line project, the Terra Turner water line replacement. What needs to happen here and why? So I'll start with the why. Um, we have had, if you, if you did a kind of a heat map of how many times we've had uh, leakages, Terra Turner is bright red. We've, we've had that, that whole area. And, you know, as you drive down Sheridan Avenue and you've got uh, Turner Lane and then it turns into Terra Avenue as it bends the corner there, We've had leaks all over that area. So they're going to replace that, uh, that water line on Terra Avenue, Turner Lane, uh, Riverside, which intersects with Turner or Terra Avenue, and then from Riverside all the way to Brundage on Sheridan Avenue. The rest of it has already been replaced with, uh, with, with uh, PVC pipe 
And so it's good. Um, this is old iron ductile again. And again, it, w- it served its purpose. It did a great job, but it's at its lifespan and, and it needs to be replaced. So that's a priority. It's just one of those typical replacement projects that has to take place. Right. Uh, now, Floyd, if I, if I got through one, one other thing yes, here, I, I think because this is important to know is that in all of these projects and everything, you know, city council recently approved a change to our mission statement that, that should have been in there a long time ago, but, but we fixed it. Um, and the mission statement starts out, it always has, uh, it says the city of Sheridan is dedicated to improving quality of life. We added the words through responsible stewardship of the resources entrusted to us. So when we see these things, you know, we're not just throwing money at it. We're not just continue. There is a point where we say this is the better use of funds and, and, you know, trying to be good stewards of that. Um, We've talked with staff considerably about that, but we wanted to make that change to our mission statement so that it's, it's codified so that future, future leaders in the city, um, address that and, and appreciate the fact that we, we, we're not going to be spendthrifts on stuff. We're going to try to be good stewards in every resource, and this included. Absolutely, because as, as you remember, Mr. Mayor, when COVID wipes through, all of a sudden you want your revenues take a big dip. And, and we got by better than most communities right. in the state of Wyoming, but you never know what's coming down the pike, do you? That's right, and you got to be cognizant of um, that potentiality where – you don't have that quite those revenues or you, or you have a downside and you got to account for that. Uh, over the past few years, we've been very lucky. Uh, we've been able to set some money aside. We've been good stewards with that cash, but still you don't know when that bubble hits and it's like, Oh my goodness, we, you know, that we don't have the revenues coming in. Um, like I said, we haven't been in that position, but you always got to plan for it as a, as a possibility and account for it so that when those times do come, we can say, okay, okay, we can weather this. you got a little bit of a buffer underneath you to catch that fall. Right. Uh, and, and a lot of cities, unfortunately, heard, you know, ended up suffering quite a bit during that Yeah, time. we were lucky. I mean, Sharon was lucky. We, um, we never saw that. We weren't devastated by it. So I think the townspeople supported their, de- their local merchants and yeah. the local businesses. And so... Um, we weathered it as well as anybody could have weathered it. And it was good to see the town come together like that. And the yeah. support for our downtown is one thing that I am quite proud of when it comes to Sheridan and its residents. You, I, I, I've lived in many cities and, and many places in the state of Wyoming. And yes, the Sheridan downtown is a very unique, charming place that you don't see a lot in American cities anymore. Uh, you know, now it's, it's boarded up windows, old men on benches, as uh, Bob Dylan would say, (laughs) moving on down the line, uh, when it comes to city maintenance, uh, well, I got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about potholes, folks. We'll be right back more with mayor, Rich Bridger and city administrator, Stuart McCray, right after this, stay with us. You're listening to public pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM shared Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. 
Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. Mossholders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Mossholders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Mossholders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Mossholders designers can get it done. Mossholders, furniture is our passion. This is the captain at Captain Clean. Do you have a giant mess you need cleaned up? Did you just build a house or building and can't tackle the amount of unforeseen sheetrock dust? Call our team at Captain Clean and let our experts take over. From post-construction cleanups to sewer backups, there is rarely a mess too big for us to tackle. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. We clean more for you. Slick roads are here, so let's get some new tires on your vehicle from wearing Sheridan Chevrolet. With the recent weather, you probably figured out your vehicle might need some new tires. Get it down and let the service professionals at Waring Chevrolet take a look. They carry all the brand names and tires. If you provide them with a better price at the time of purchase, they'll match it. You don't have to wait for a tire sale. They have the best prices guaranteed every day. Let's get you safely down the road. Waring Sheridan Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, online, WaringSheridan.com. They say you never know which direction a pickle's going to squirt. And that's just like the gamble you take heading out somewhere on your 4 side-by-side, or snowmobile without it being serviced, tuned up, or repaired. Otherwise, you're just taking the chance of that machine not getting you back home again. Let Hando Service Center keep you from spending the night hiking out to where you actually have cell service. Yeah, you may not need them today, but one day you will. So remember, Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Are you looking for what could be one of the best employment opportunities available today? Decker Cole is currently hiring mobile equipment operators. These are day shift positions with excellent benefits you could expect from an established company like Decker Cole. Experience is preferred, but they will train the right person. Are you interested in joining the team? Stop by the Sheridan Workforce Center and fill out an application. Decker Cole Company is an equal opportunity employer. and welcome back to Public Pulse. Bradley brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I am speaking with the mayor of Sheridan, Rich Bridger, and the city administrator, Stuart McRae. We've been reviewing some projects that took place in 2023 and spoke briefly on a few of the upcoming projects. Now, uh, let's just touch base real quick. Uh, There's some of these things I'm going to end up having to skip. You guys have got a lot of great projects that were... uh, finished out this year let's talk about potholes though because boy did we have a pothole problem last spring mr mayor uh how do you feel all of that went and what did the city do to mitigate that workload well i think it went as well as it could have went i mean last winter was just one of those winters that you don't see very often it was just snow and ice and plows and the plows cause a lot of those potholes because they're trying to get rid of the snow off the off the surface. Um, so we, we were constantly fixing potholes. We even were fixing potholes in the winter with uh, we had an infrared heater. 
just so doing we everything we could. But that being said, we had so many potholes in the spring that we actually hired an additional company to help the city Sheridan fill potholes, and they just they filled. Uh, help me out here, stupid. It was over two thousand. I, I was amazed. I was amazed how fast um, our crews and the contractors were able to, you know, make these roads uh, smooth again. Uh, they. I, I didn't think that it would happen as fast as it did. I was I was just amazed at the dedication of our crews. Yeah. I actually was too. And and because we've got two corners, excuse me, driving up here to the studio that get pretty bad. And one day it was horrible. The next day the entire road was clear all the way to downtown. Right. And that was during a time period where I thought it's still not warm enough yet. Oh boy, they jumped in there, and maybe it was the use of what you were talking about. These heaters. well, we had that, and then we had basically a tank that we could heat asphalt in, and so we had a ready source of asphalt that we could go to, and 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 for our supply, which the city had, which gives us a little more flexibility to work. Yeah, because we don't rely on a third party to make our asphalt for us, and so. Um, Again, I just I want to comment or compliment our, our crews because they were out there and they were working hard. And, they, and like I said, they filled a lot of potholes in a very short amount of time. Yeah. And now, so, are, are they talking about uh, a, a large pothole problem this year as well? Or because of the ease of the weather so far, I'm only going to say so far, it might be a little easier this year. Well, you know, potholes are created with the, with the, the heat, cold, heat, cold of, of uh, you know, of the roads and everything like that so that's a natural occurrence in any winter time you know the running joke is you know you've got two seasons in wyoming you got winter and road repair yep and so we you know we're, we're going to have potholes next year one of the things we've done to mitigate it because we really put a lot of stress on our we really stressed our streets crews last year last year was was crazy snowmageddon uh you know we were i, I was joking that we should change our name from Wyoming to Narnia, you know, where it's yeah. always winter and never Christmas. But, uh, but you know, I mean, it just didn't end until May. And so we had a late start and, uh, and, and just the hard work of these guys. But we really stretched them to, I think, to their, quite their limits. And so we added five more people. Council approved uh, a growth in our streets. It was necessary uh, for the improvement of our streets overall. And we're going to use those to make the streets better, to improve those quality, and to ensure that we've got uh, the resources to plow the roads that we need to as well and do a good job with that. Well, and there's a practicality here, too. I mean, it's we have more streets. We've yeah. grown quite yeah. a bit. So you got to account for that. If you, you don't have that, so those same streets, you got an increase in, in your amount of streets, amount of work. You have to look at your staff and try not to get them to the point where you have failure because you don't have enough people working. Absolutely. And on that note... We developed a new system to plow the streets. Uh, the odd and even city of Sheridan's also utilize the Everbridge mobile app to alert the public of odd even parking to clear snow more effectively and more efficiently during the winter season. How has the reception been of this mobile application so far? We're in the initial stages of it, so um, we've had... I want to say 804 people have signed up for it so far. So, but we also have the ability to to fence off uh, virtually areas and and send a message out to all cell phones within a certain region, so that if you say, okay, there's this road is going to be affected, you can 
send messages to all those phones. You can't send it to landlines. Um, that's a whole different system. But uh, but you can through uh, the I guess through the digital side do that with uh, cell phones. Um, and so yeah, it's going to be helpful. There is um, there is a, a lot of things that people if they want to sign up for this to get uh, alerts and things of this nature. You go right on the city website, very front splash page there. There is an icon with a snowflake. Just click on that, and it'll and it'll take you to the thing where you can sign up for this. This would this is good to have this information out. It's going to make our plowing so much more efficient to not have to go around vehicles. It really slows things down because obviously we don't want to hit a vehicle. And that and I've driven those snow plows in a in a confined environment, uh, trying to go around cones and stuff. And you got that you got that plow way out there. You've got to account for this long nose of the vehicle. And so, you know, our guys are really skilled at it, but it slows everything down when you have to go around vehicles. So if we have the vehicles all out, they can just plow one side, windrow it, and and then the next day plow the other side, windrow it, and then pick up all the snow. And in short order, we've got that street in a position where, you know, it's really improved for people's driving. And like you were saying, Mr. Marin, you know, more streets, more work. Uh, even though we've got some more people, this is still going to save time. For those individuals who have to get up early and make sure the rest of us can make it to work. Right. This is just strictly efficiency. If you can do more, you know, because you've moved some cars over, um, it it benefits everybody. It benefits the the traveler. It benefits the people on that block. It benefits us because we're not trying to dodge cars and we can get a lot more done. Uh, So it just takes cooperation of everybody to see the big picture and move their cars over and it's not a big ask we're just saying don't park on that this side of the street tonight yeah you can have it back tomorrow yeah whole neighborhoods right uh, being able to kind of come together to make sure that this can get done so far has this been implemented as of yet have we have we sent the plows out with this idea in mind i haven't heard that we've done it so far this year obviously we've just got a couple of small snows and it really has not been a deep snow yet when we have a deep snow i think is when we'll we'll put this into place and and what needs to be said is we're not we're going to go into this you know in a really collaborative manner you know people aren't going to embrace it right away and but when you see it in operation you know it's a cooperative thing with the community when we when the community sees it and values that they're going to see the benefit of it. So we're going to walk into this slowly and, and get buy into it from the community. And uh, make sure that you jump on there, folks. Get yourself that mobile app because this application doesn't just send out alerts regarding the plows. If the city needs to send out any kind of emergency shutdown or uh, of a street or something like that, you can utilize this app to do so, correct? Right. And and everybody gets the same message at the same time. Everyone gets the news of what's going on. All right. Now, moving on down the line, Snow Patrol. This is something uh, the city's partnered with the Hub on Smith with. Uh, these are individuals who go out there and basically shovel the walks of individuals who may not be able to do so. Mr. Mayor, are we seeing a lot of good feedback from this? You know, I would like to say we are, but I think we still need a lot of people to help out with that. Obviously, this winter hasn't been that harsh yet, but there's people that are out in our community that just can't do their walks. Yeah, They would like to be able to, but they just can't. So we're asking for good people to step up and say, yeah, I can help with those folks that can't do their walks. So that being said, you can always use more volunteers for that kind of a thing, especially if you have 
a dump, a, like we had last year, where we would get like eight, ten inches at oh, a time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just takes time to move all that stuff. So the more volunteers you have, the better. And so that's what this program is, is if you're capable, you're willing to help, you call Marcy Morrow down to the vol- She's the volunteer coordinator at the hub. And um, you say, yeah, I want to help. So, and she'll put you on the list. And so when people call in and say, I, I need help with my sidewalks, they say, we got somebody that can help you with that. Fantastic. They'll, they'll even take people like me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I signed up for it. The, the great thing about this is that you're signed up for it. You can, you can see where the need is. And if it aligns with what you got going on, you can help somebody and you can check it off. And, and so it's not something you have to be at, the, at a specific place time in a, six, a specific place, it, it can intersect with your lifestyle and it just means you being available to, you know, if it works out. Yeah. And so Many more, hands. more volunteers is really helpful because it'll more align with more people. And that being said, if you need assistance and you say, I can't get my walks done, you call city hall at 674-4112 say, is there anybody available that can help me with my walk and we'll see what we can do. Now, Mr. Mayor, I'm running out of time. I've only got about uh, uh, two minutes left. You had something you wanted to talk about regarding plows. Oh, I just said, same with the YDOT message. Don't crowd the plow. Give them some room. I went out with them a couple of times last winter, and I was nervous even. And I wasn't driving, but they're dodging cars, and they're going, you know, they're working around these corners. But that plow is just you stand up really high, so you don't see a lot of visibility is not that great. you got a 12-foot plow in front of you. You're long because you got this long plow in front of you. And it doesn't help if you got somebody that's going by that's crowding the plow and, and won't let the plow work. So that's all we're asking is just stay a safe distance from the plow. Um, don't crowd it. Let it work, do its work. Uh, and everybody goes home happy. Safe distance, folks. Yep. All right. Uh, Mr. Administrator, something about solid waste and recycling. Yeah. Similarly, you know, it – Again, obviously what we're doing is a team effort and anything that people can do, thinking of the people who have to pick up our trash and everything like that, if we can make it easier for them. So if we can, you know, on especially on dead-end roads, uh, if we can put our trash cans on one side, enabling the, the trucks to go down one side, pick up all the trash, and then and then back out, rather than back out and then have to back back in to get the other side Anything that we can do in putting ourselves in there, our, our recycled solid waste uh, drivers are phenomenal. They will, they will go out of their way. They know who's on their routes. They will go out of their way to help out our elderly and, and people who are, you know, uh, mobility challenged to, to go get their trash cans from the side of the building if necessary. They, they've done that many, many times. And this just enables them more time because they've they've got a time, they've got a number of things they've got to hit, so they're time limited. All right, uh, Mr. Mayor, Mr. McRae, I want to thank you both for braving the cold, coming in here and speaking with me <laughs> this morning. Thank you, Flood. I enjoyed it. Greatly Thanks, appreciate Floyd. you, gentlemen. It's an honor. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. 
Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. One of opera's most popular works of all time returns to the Met stage in an electrifying new production by acclaimed director Carrie Cracknell. Rising young mezzo-soprano Igor Akmetshina stars in the title role alongside tenor Piotr Besola as Don Jose. Experience this new Carmen live from the Metropolitan Opera broadcast to the Wild on January 27th. Reserve your seat today at wildtheater.com. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors. We understand everybody's situation is different. Not everyone that comes to Prime Rate Motors is looking for a new vehicle. We also sell and install GR brand flatbed conversions and Krogman bale feeders. Looking for a trailer? We offer a complete line of GR, Wilson, Merritt, flatbeds, stock trailers, even tandem axle enclosed cargo trailers. Stop in, let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. This public service message is presented by BHJ Property Management at 101 South Main. Hi, this is Janet with AARP Tax Aid, reminding you tax season is here. If you need assistance with preparation, please call the hub at 672-2240. Our certified team will prepare your taxes on Tuesday or Thursday, and it's free. That number, once again, 672-2240. Hope to see you. You said I do. Now you need to visit and enter the new Sheridan Media Bridal Preview Sweepstakes on the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Not only will you find vendors to help make your wedding day even more special, you can register to win over $1,100 worth of prizes. This year's vendors include Once Upon a Story Boutique, Legacy Diamond and Gems, Sheridan County Fairgrounds, Mirror Mirror Salon and Day Spa, and Jennifer Betts, Mary Kay Independent Consultant. Did you know the Country Bounty is online at ShedaMedia.com? That's right. You always have access to the Country Bounty. The print version of the Bounty is still delivered to homes and businesses in Sheridan County and Buffalo, but you can also view it from your phone, tablet, or computer simply by going to ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. You'll be able to scroll through the entire publication. Click on inserts and more. Try it out. ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. It's in the palm of your... 